Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm Ray Ann Mullins, your host, and I'm so happy that you are here today. You guys, thank you so much. I've recently been getting some emails and some DMs on Instagram telling me that you're enjoying my podcast, which makes me super happy. I don't do this for my own good. I do this to help you and anyone that you know. I just really enjoy doing it. So hearing from you makes me super happy. And also, hey, if you are up to it and you haven't done it yet, it's a great idea to hit subscribe, especially if you're on the iTunes or the Apple podcast app, um, so that you don't miss a single episode. It'll actually send you a notification when the new episode comes out. And another little bit of news before we jump into today's topic is that I'm in the process of working on a website that's going to house all of my uh, podcast episodes. So if you're somebody who's had a little bit of trouble finding the podcast or not really loving technology that much, this will make it super easy to follow. So thank you again. Thank you so much. Now for today's topic, we're going to be talking about something that I work with people on a lot. And this is something that more and more people are suffering from. And so many people just don't understand it and don't even realize that this is what's happening in their body. And so what we're talking about today is inflammation. And we're specifically going to be talking about chronic inflammation. So today, you know, well, first of all, let me say that I'm bringing up this topic because I'm working with more and more people that have autoimmune disease, um, thyroid dysfunction, metabolic dysfunction. And this thing, inflammation, is really at the core of all of these um, different health issues. So whether you think you're inflamed or have inflammation or not, I think that this would be a really good podcast for you to listen to, even if you're like not totally interested, because I bet that at some point in your life, you either have had this happen or you will have this happen and that's getting some inflammation. So today I'm going to talk about what is inflammation. There's two different kinds. Um, What are the symptoms, causes of chronic inflammation, uh, the results of the inflammation, and I'm going to give you some tips, some very, very general tips on how to reduce inflammation. And side note on that, it's really hard for me to give specific like recommendations and, you know, advice because we have such a broad range of people listening to this. And in order to really get help, you really need to work with somebody one-on-one or in a small setting so that you can really open up and give your information to get help. 
if I just give you, if I say here, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm gonna give very general information, but I can't specifically give like supplement ideas or amounts of supplements or specific workouts because what works for one person is not gonna work for another person. So that's why it's really important to work with somebody, to make the investment to work with somebody to help you get your wellness on track. Okay. Now, whether you work with me or somebody else, you know, it doesn't matter. I just want you to realize if you're having inflammation or you're having issues, you're having trouble losing weight, or you need a new program, instead of just only following free resources, take the you know time to invest in yourself at least once so that you can get better information for you. Okay. Now, with that being said, I hope that you are getting a lot of information from my podcast and I hope that you're enjoying it and applying it. But if you need really specific, you know, numbers or information, then that's when it's time to, you know, go to the next level and hire an expert. Okay. So let's, let's jump into this. First of all, what is inflammation? Well, I mentioned earlier that there's really two forms. Okay. There's acute inflammation and there's chronic inflammation. And today we're really honing in on the chronic inflammation, but it's first important to understand the difference. Now, acute inflammation is inflammation or swelling, right? That happens rapidly. Okay. Um, Usually it's because of some sort of trauma or crisis. So this inflammation like appears suddenly, like with, it's like clear, okay, that it's a swollen um, place on your body. This would be, for example, um, you know, accidentally like tripping off a step and rolling your ankle, you know, how it like swells up. That is acute inflammation. That's your body's natural way of protecting itself. It So what happens is there's a, a chemical reaction, okay, or hormonal reaction in your body that helps fight off infections and it helps to increase the blood flow to places that need healing. Okay. So in this example, your ankle your body is protecting your ankle, swelling around it, giving it more blood flow so that you can basically like help, you know, manage the pain. And it actually makes it painful so that you will be careful. Okay. When you have a big swollen ankle, it's really hard to walk. It's hard to do anything and it is painful, but that's so that you can you know, be careful with it and let it heal, that your body is so amazing and does this for you. It's great, right? I mean, nobody wants a big swollen ankle, but if it didn't get swollen, then you would just keep walking on it and make it worse and worse and worse, okay? So that there is an actual purpose for it, okay? Now, the other kind of inflammation that we're really talking about today is chronic inflammation, okay? It's inflammation that may have come on suddenly, okay? But maybe it came on slowly, Okay, but it's characterized by its persistence and lack of resolution. Okay, meaning it is there often. Okay, it occurs when the tissues in your body are unable to overcome the effects of whatever the injury agent was, whatever the root cause is. Okay, so you might have chronic inflammation, meaning it could be there for a really, really long time, and maybe you're just kind of used to it and you don't even realize it's there. And this underlying inflammation in your system can be creating so much havoc in your body and creating other disease and other problems. Okay, now if you're like, hmm, I don't 
I don't know if I even have like inflammation and, and hopefully you don't, but here are some symptoms and this is not all of them because everybody experiences uh, different symptoms and different um, ways of, you know, feeling the inflammation in their body. First of all, pain, you know, like joint pain or just aching. Um, I want to say joint pain is probably the most noticeable pain, um, like neck pain, knees, hips, back, all of that is painful when you have inflammation. Fatigue is a really big symptom. If you are, even if you think you're getting enough sleep and you're not doing too much and you're just constantly tired, that's a red flag that something's up and probably inflammation is there. Now, why you're having the inflammation and causing fatigue is a whole nother story, but just recognizing these symptoms is really important. Um, maybe you are having trouble sleeping. Maybe you're having um, stomach troubles like bloating or IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, some other things that people don't think about are bad moods. If you're constantly in a bad mood or you're really irritable or not tolerant of people <laughs> or things, you're like flying off the handle. That's actually a symptom or a sign that you might have inflammation. And then finally, brain fog. That is a major sign that something's going on and that you might have inflammation. Now, for me, that is a really big thing. If I'm having a day where I just cannot think straight and I literally feel like I'm walking through a cloud, I know that I'm having, you know, a flare up or some inflammation. Also, the other things that I notice, and and I'll let me back up first and say that I found out that I was really having a problem with inflammation. Oh gosh, it was back in probably like 2016, 17. I can never remember those years kind of blend together. But the biggest thing I noticed was fatigue, um, major brain fog, like could barely have a conversation without like stuttering or just feeling so exhausted in my head. And it was so hard to concentrate. And I couldn't remember what I was saying. And you may notice if you follow me on Facebook or there's so many times I'll be doing a live and I literally lose like track of what I'm saying. And that is both a thyroid symptom, just FYI, and um, brain fog, which is related to inflammation, but also maybe aging. Okay. But just because you're aging doesn't mean that all these things should happen. Okay. But anyway, um, back when I found out I was having a lot of inflammation, it was the brain fog. I was having this right knee pain. Like, and I would go to the doctor over and over and over for years. And he's like, nothing's wrong with your knee. Like they couldn't find anything wrong with my knee. And I'm like, I'm telling you, doc, you're crazy because something's wrong with this knee. But it would be weird because it would come and go, come and go. Well, now I know that when I'm inflamed and usually it's because I've had some gluten or maybe too much dairy or I've you know been too stressed out or I've done too much then the first thing I notice is joint pain, my right knee specifically. Um, like I can barely go up the stairs because I can barely step on that leg. And the second thing I notice is my arms and face get kind of puffy. My arms, my upper arms get kind of like cellulite-y looking. Um, and it's weird because it comes and it goes. And so forever, I just thought I had like fat on my arms, you know, which I mean, I do. I mean, everybody has fat in their body. But it's like specifically if I'm really inflamed, I can almost now trace it back to having gluten or like maybe too much alcohol and I can see it. And then after about a week of, you know, cleansing, meaning not drinking, 
it goes away. So that is inflammation. Okay. And then my face and all that. So anyway, I I didn't mean to spend a lot of time talking about that, but it's important to understand like what you're looking for. Like these are just some of the things to look for if you think you might be getting inflammation. Now, what are the causes of chronic inflammation? You're already going to know this because it's kind of the same thing that we hear all the time about every issue. It's poor diet. It's lack of exercise or too much. Um, It's stress, emotional and physical stress. It's also another big one is hidden or chronic infections, maybe hidden allergens and smoking. Okay. Oh, and what I didn't say is drinking too much alcohol. So alcohol and smoking, they're obviously toxic. Okay. If you're doing that often, it's very likely that you're getting inflammation. Okay. Um, now I'm going to jump back really quick to a poor diet. A, a poor diet, I'm going to say in this instance is like having too much sugar, too many refined flours, like a lot of like, you know, white breads, pastas, um, you know, just not healthy food, processed foods. Okay. Processed foods, fast foods, you know, a lot of canned foods, things like that. Also a lot of high fat, but not just healthy fats. I mean like trans and saturated fats. So that's that, you know, donuts, um, you know, running through the drive through, you know, that kind of thing. Those are the kind of foods that are going to create inflammation. Um, now I did mention hidden or chronic infections. Okay. These are also called stealth infections. So there's something that maybe is in your body that you're, that aren't currently, they're not acute right now, meaning they're not, um, giving you symptoms at the moment, but they could be this underlying cause of having inflammation. So I recently found out, um, that I have a stealth infection and that's Epstein-Barr virus, which is also known as mono. And I got to tell you, I don't even remember having, I mean, I never was diagnosed. I never, I swear I never had mono, but I did. I must have at some point in my life. And, and I just want to point out here that, you know, it's funny that we ignore our health so much or we get used to feeling bad so often that sometimes we don't even know we're sick. And so I have a feeling that I had mono during those years of, of not taking care of myself. So I just felt like crap all the time. So I didn't even probably notice that I had mono. (laughs) But anyway, a chronic or stealth infection kind of lays, you know, low in your body and it doesn't leave. And so that can cause all kinds of problems. Um, the hidden allergens could be either from food or just from the environment. And, you know, a lot of people do have food allergies or allergies, you know, in, in different times of the year and just don't even know. And so if that goes on forever and ever and ever, and you just keep like reintroducing the allergen, pretty soon your body is going to really start fighting back. Okay. And let's say I said smoking and and alcohol are obviously not good for you. So let's talk a little bit more about the food thing. Um, The top five inflammatory foods, and this is back when I looked this up, honestly, I did this presentation for a group in like 2017. At the time, the top five inflammatory foods were sugar, trans fats, white bread and pasta, cheeseburgers, but not the homemade good kind, and alcohol. Okay, just to give you a little more. The other thing that so many people do is is drink a lot of sugary drinks. Like think about lattes and 
you know, mochaccino and frappuccino and all these like fancy coffee drinks and energy drinks and all of these drinks with lots of sugars. But not just that, artificial sweet artificial sweeteners um, like in diet sodas and all these different kind of like seltzers and things like that. So you have to be really careful. If you're doing one thing often and you don't feel well, then look at it and be like, you know, am I eating too many cheeseburgers from McDonald's? Am I eating, you know, too much cheese? Because dairy is another allergen, uh, not allergen, but another inflammatory food for a lot of people. Am I drinking too much alcohol? Am I, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I am intolerant to gluten. Remember I did a gluten podcast recently. Um, so go back and listen to that if you're not really sure. Okay. There's also other allergens you might have like to dyes and food. Okay. And other food additives. So, you know, if you're not feeling good, it's really a good idea to take a moment and explore, like figure out what's going on. Okay. And of course, talking to a doctor is a great idea as well. So um, you can do that as well. But for now, if you're just trying to wonder if you have inflammation, then, you know, think about it. All right. So what are some results of chronic inflammation? I mean, you're going to be shocked. It's a lot of problems. Okay. I think a lot of people, I just want to say this really quick. A lot of people will think, oh yeah, big deal. I have some inflammation, Eh, whatever. Yeah. I'll drink some water and flush it. Well, it's not that simple. Um, Although we'll talk about how to help it here in a bit, but you know, there's a lot that can be happening in your body with inflammation. Okay. So I'm just going to list some of the issues. Okay. Um, First up, obesity. Okay. When you have a lot of inflammation, it makes it really hard for your gut to process and to give you nutrients. And oftentimes that just means that you're just eating too much or not even necessarily too much, but eating the wrong things. Or, you know, when you do eat it, you're not absorbing any of the nutrients and it's just creating a overfed, undernourished body. And that creates obesity. Um, Diabetes is another major reaction or result from inflammation. Okay. Infections, you can get all kinds of infections in your gut um, and throughout your body, get sick more often. And then obviously injury. Okay. If your body's inflamed, right, then your, maybe your joints aren't really um, working at their top capacity. And so you might trip more often, or you might twist an ankle or you may, you know, get hurt. So those are major things, but here's some other things. There's gingivitis. Okay. That's in your gums, cardiovascular disease, which AKA could be heart problems, eye disorders, joint pain. I already mentioned, um, colon, breast and lung cancers can also come from inflammation. Metabolic syndrome, okay, basically metabolic syndrome could be just that your metabolism is, for lack of a better word, broken or not functioning correctly, okay? Arthritis, Alzheimer's disease, that scares me to death because I've been dealing with inflammation off and on for so many years. I The last thing I want, well, I don't want any of these actually, but Alzheimer's disease scares me the most. Um, asthma and allergies, And then also inflammatory bowel disease or colitis as well. So inflammation is no joke. It is something that you don't want to ignore. It's something that needs to be taken care of ASAP as soon as you find out you have it. Okay. Now, 
let's jump into some tips to help reduce chronic inflammation. And when I start telling you these, you're going to be like, Ryan, you tell me this all the time. Because you guess what? There's not a ton of new information. At the end of the day, what makes you feel better and look better makes you healthier. And so it's going to be a lot of the same tips you've heard me say, but I'm going to go through them anyway. All right. So we want to make sure that we can um, decrease inflammation with certain foods. Okay. And I'll go through those in a minute. We want to get moving daily. We've got to move your body. We have to reduce stress. We have to get enough sleep. And you can even use some supplements and teas to help you reduce inflammation. Let's talk about food first. It's really important to eat foods that are high in antioxidants. Okay. And instead of explaining all of what that means, I'm just going to tell you what to eat. Fruits and vegetables. How many times have I suggested you eat fruits and vegetables? <laughs> like every time I'm on here, right? So fruits, you know, citrus fruits, berries, grapes, pineapple, cherries, kiwi, whatever your little heart desires, eat it. Okay. Fruits. And right now I'm not talking about blood sugar. I'm not talking about how much fruit. I'm just saying eat healthy foods like fruits. Okay. And vegetables. So vegetables, especially like leafy greens, so good for you, like spinach, kale, collards, yellow and red and orange vegetables, like broccoli, cabbage, like the red, um, cauliflower, carrots, beets, squash, onions, mushrooms, any vegetable that you can think of, eat them, eat them abundantly. You'll fill up, by the way, because remember fiber, if you've been with me for a while, you know that I love protein and fiber for filling us up and keeping us full and keeping our blood sugar balanced. So also filling up on those things are going to help you reduce inflammation. Okay. And by the way, when you're filling up on fruits and vegetables and the other things I'm going to tell you, you're not going to have a lot of room for the junk food and you're not even going to want it because you're going to be so nourished and happy <laughs> that you're going to like say, forget Starbucks. <laughs> Okay. All right. Foods high in fiber, folic acid, and potassium are really important. So um, I said folic, but I actually think it's pronounced folic, right? Anyway, um, whole grains are fiber. Okay. Whole grain breads, it's fine. If you want to eat bread, eat bread. If you don't have a gluten problem, eat some whole grain breads. I love Dave Killer bread. Um, I used to eat that before I realized it was uh, causing inflammation. See, there you go. But if it's not causing you inflammation, then keep keep going. Um, brown rice is really good. Oats, barley, quinoa. Love all of that, okay? Also, beans are high in fiber, folic acid, and potassium. So whatever beans you like, black beans, garbanzo beans, which are also chickpeas, kidney beans, lentils, and even black-eyed peas, okay? Eat the fiber, eat the folic acid, and potassium. Now, I just want to remind you that also, fruits and vegetables are high in fiber too, okay? So if you're not a big bread eater, or you don't really like the starchy carbs, then just make sure you're filling up on those fruits and vegetables, okay? Now, next up, we want to eat foods that are high in healthy fats. And when I say high in healthy fats, I just mean choose healthy fats if you're going to have fat, Okay. And now there are going to be times you're going to eat something that has the not so healthy fat, but just make sure you balance it out and make it not as often. Okay. So we want to eat foods that are high in monounsaturated fats 
and omega-3s. So the monounsaturated fats are things like olive oil, coconut oil, nuts like walnuts, almonds, and avocados, Brazil nuts, things like that. And then foods that are high in omega-3 fats are like salmon, sardines, herring, and cod. Now, omega-3 fats are great for um, working with dilating your blood vessels, meaning keeping them open so that blood can flow easily. If your blood is flowing easier, you're going to have less inflammation. Okay. So that helps not only with like cardiac disease and cholesterol, but it also helps with your inflammation. Okay. I'm almost done with the foods. So the other thing we want to really focus on is lean proteins. Okay. Lower fat proteins most of the time. Okay. That's going to be like chicken, turkey, um, pork, like the lean pork, eggs, um, maybe cottage cheese and Greek yogurt. Okay. If you can tolerate dairy, those are great. And then we want to also look at anti-inflammatory types of foods and spices. So ginger root, okay, is awesome. Ginger, cinnamon, cloves, black pepper, turmeric, and garlic are just a few that provide like anti-inflammatory benefits. Okay. You can also get those in supplement form. Now, a couple other things to consider with food are, or drinks, are drinking tea and maybe taking some supplements. Now, tea is one of my personal tricks. Okay. Or it's not really a trick. I just, I do it. When I know I'm inflamed, I drink green tea. And I can honestly tell you within usually about 48 hours, so a couple days, like it's not going to be instant. Okay. We don't have instant gratification when it comes to our health. But when I drink a cup of green tea and I like to get the decaf kind, it's like, I think it's the brand is Bigelow. I like the decaf Bigelow green tea. I like to drink it at night. I've told this to many of my clients. It also makes, just makes me feel slimmer and less bloated in the morning. And part of that is because it helps flush toxins, but also decreases your inflammation. You can also, um, drink white or oolong varieties. Okay. Those are good for anti-inflammatory effects. Now, as far as supplements go, this is where I had to be careful because, you know, supplements are not a joke. Like you have to really take them seriously. I think a lot of people, you know, take supplements, not realizing how powerful they can be. So you have to be really careful. Now for me personally, I take, um, well, I don't take an omega, but a lot of people for inflammation and for heart health take the um, omegas. Okay. You can take that in or fish oil. I'm sure probably if you've been to the doctor, they've recommended that. I personally don't because I worked with my doctor on a couple other ideas. I take something called black cumin seed oil and, um, and there's one other thing and I don't know why I'm blinking right now, but the two of them actually take place of having a fish oil. So that's why I don't. But having a good multivitamin is really important. Having vitamin B, vitamin D, and K2, maybe some zinc. These are all really important for just for immune health, and they can help with your inflammation. Now, please talk to a doctor before getting on supplements or talk to somebody who understands that. And if you would like a consultation with me around that, I can help you with it. I just cannot prescribe them because I'm not a doctor. Okay. All right. So we talked about food. We talked about the supplements briefly. Now the next tip is to get moving. Okay. And I just want to say another thing here that, you know, more and more research shows that 
it's healthier for your metabolism and for your inflammation and just overall health to be a mover versus an exerciser. And that is very hard for me to say because I love exercise. I like teaching classes. I like training people. I personally love to work out hard. I love to burn my muscles. But something I learned the hard way is that too much exercise can actually create more inflammation. And that is actually in the day that I found out I was really highly inflamed and having thyroid issues and problems was at the peak of my teaching where I was teaching so much exercise and, you know, running my business and had little kids. There was just a lot going on. I was overworked mentally and physically. Okay. So that's when inflammation was at its peak for me. And even now when I teach too many classes or I work out too hard, I usually have to take a couple of weeks to really peel it back because of my inflammation. So I'm telling you that you can do too much of a good thing. But as far as exercising to reduce inflammation, it's a great idea to get moving, whether that's walking or doing like any kind of activity, 30 to 60 minutes most days. Okay. Walking specifically is so amazing. It's amazing for your mind. It's amazing for your body. I highly recommend it. And, and it's really okay if you need to break it up throughout the day. Okay. If you need to do like a 10 minute walk with your dog in the morning and then maybe at lunch, get up from your desk and walk outside for a little bit and come back. And then in the evening, like maybe after dinner with your spouse or friend or neighbor, go for a short walk. That counts. Okay. It all accumulates. It counts. Now, are you going to lose a lot of weight doing that? Probably not. But if you're balancing your body out, reducing stress and reducing inflammation, you're going to see a lot of awesome benefits from it. Okay. And results. Now, kind of along the same lines is reducing your stress. It's really, really important to take time, especially as we age. And especially if you have any um, autoimmune disease or anything going on in your body chronically, it's critical that you take time each day to either walk leisurely, listen to some relaxing music, practice deep breathing, or doing any kind of activity you can to manage your stress. Okay. As little as just 10 minutes a day can make an amazing difference. Okay. So we got to make sure that you are taking care of your mind. Okay, take care of your mind. Even if you think you have a super happy, stress-free life, I guarantee you're stressed. <laughs> it's just the world we live in. And that's fine. Like it's it is what it is, but we need to take the time to practice reducing the stress so that our body does not get the effects of it. Okay. Also, you know, part of that is getting enough sleep. So it's really important to get between seven and nine hours each night. All right. If you are not getting enough sleep, you're going to be irritable. You're going to have brain fog. You're going to have a hard time remembering anything. Um, You might even have hallucinations. You may have some anxiety. It impairs your immune system. You're at risk for type 2 diabetes. Okay. You're at risk for having like a um, heart rhythms. Okay. And also just other things like decreased reaction time. Like, so when you're driving, you may not like respond as quickly as you should. Okay. So these are all really important reasons that you've got to get your sleep. And by the way, people that sleep more usually weigh less. So there you go. All right. Other considerations regarding inflammation is this. If you smoke, please just stop. 
I mean, please just stop. Can you think of one good reason to continue smoking other than if you just love it, right? If you love it, love it, love it, love it, and you don't care, then rock on. But if you feel bad and you're a smoker, then then please consider quitting. Um, the other thing is a lot of people overuse over-the-counter um, inflammatory medicines. So things like Tylenol and Advil and Excedrin and all these things. So many people, before even thinking, instantly grab some Advil or some Tylenol or some aspirin. And and I got to tell him, my husband, he was doing this like all the time. I'm like, what is going on? You're taking, you're going through the Tylenol like it's candy. And he was like, oh, I had a headache. I'm like, well, what else can you do about this headache? You know? So instead of constantly going straight to the meds, what can you do instead? Because long-term effects of, of taking these include stomach ulcers, internal bleeding, and even blood clots and lots of inflammation. So even though you may take one of these drugs to reduce your inflammation, meaning like acute inflammation or in, or pain, long-term use of it is actually going to create more inflammation, which is going to lead to all these other issues that we've just talked about. So that's just something to consider. Now, if you want another recommendation, you know by now that I love essential oils. And one of my favorite things to do for a headache, for example, is to put a drop of peppermint on your forehead. And it sounds so silly and you're like, what? <laughs> but it really does work. And so that now is what my husband does first. His first line of defense is, well, actually first, that's not true. First line of defense is he fills a glass of water and he chugs some water and then he fills up another glass and then takes it with him. And then second, he puts on a drop of the peppermint on his forehead and he goes and closes his eyes for like five minutes and then he's back at it. And he has drastically reduced the amount of medicine he was taking. So this is really, I mean, these little things like this make a really big difference in your overall health. Okay. So that is about all I have um, planned for you today. I hope that you found this interesting. I hope that you will listen to this and start thinking about where in your life you could um, improve, you know, improve in your habits, improve in some of your daily actions and what you're eating to help this, you know, underlying inflammation that could be causing bigger issues in your life than you even realize. So thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And I hope to um, have you back next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.